HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Thanks to Chef Taffy Elrod for supporting this episode. Chef Elrod is a professional chef, cooking instructor, and recipe developer. Visit ChefTaffyElrod.com to learn how you can work together. Hi, I'm Mike Schreiber. Welcome to The Shameless Chef, the show that takes us back in time to home kitchens in the 1970s, but still has a lot to teach us today. I developed this show with Michael Davenport in 1977. He was the original host of The Shameless Chef, and he shared his fearless attitudes towards food and encouraged home cooks to have fun and take some risks in the kitchen. I'm excited to keep this legacy alive and share The Shameless Chef with you on Heritage Radio Network. Today's episodes are about Michael's famous and crazy salads. Michael Davenport had a rather fetish-like passion for salads. The opportunity for creating a salad made him almost giddy. He loved trying out new ideas. He would frequently proclaim, salads are not to be an accessory. They have every right to be the main course. Today, it's common to see salads as an entree on the menu, but back in the 70s, that was rare. Salads were always a side course, and when used as such, Michael always felt that they should be served after the meal, as was more common in Europe. The belief is that the nutrients and fiber of salad aid in the digestion of the rich food served as the entree. Therefore, a salad was more commonly served at the end of the meal. That's still done today occasionally by European chefs in fine dining restaurants. Nevertheless, Michael loved having a rather large salad as an entree, and now it's a standard in most, if not all, restaurants. It's another example of the cutting edge of Michael Davenport. Along with peanut butter, I think that salads are the gifts of the gods. Fabled ambrosia was probably something served in a salad bowl. I hope I haven't bored you with crazy salad recipes, but uh, this is The Shameless Chef. And here's another of those crazy salads. Thank you. A quarter of a head of uh, iceberg lettuce cut up with a knife, heaven forfend, and some bottle dressing does not a salad make. However, the appearance of this horror is rife in the land. If you like it, it's okay. It's your palate. But I've gone on record saluting crazy salads like uh, white grapes, garlic, and sour cream, oranges, and onion. And now comes a letter and a wondrous recipe from a lady whom I will call, to protect the innocent, Crazy Salad Sally. <laughs> she sends me a great idea. Salad made from fresh spinach and fresh strawberries. Think about it a minute. 
Better still, try it and see. It looks just plain brilliant in a large crystal salad bowl. The dressing for it can be made in a blender quickly, and it involves vinegar, oil, poppy and sesame seed, onion, paprika, and Worcestershire sauce. If you write me here at the station for the recipe, I'm sure that crazy salad Sally would be happy to share it with you, too. Incidentally, about salad dressings, there is the classical dressing, a mixture of the elements that are tossed with the salad. Then there are the sauce varieties like mayonnaise, preferably homemade, which is really quite simple and another of those things you shouldn't be afraid to try. Uh, then there are the dressings like crazy salad sallies that not only are good on regular green salad, but on fruit salad as well. Her recipe reminds me of a dressing I once had with fruit salad at Neiman Marcus in Dallas, or there was a poppy seed dressing that was served with breakfast melon in Savannah. But to end this geographic rambling, drop me a line for Crazy Salad Sally's dressing, or feel free to send me any of your recipes that you'd like to share. I'll disguise your identity slightly, but I'll give you credit on the air. Perhaps a credit that only you will recognize. Michael A. Davenport here, the shameless chef. Thanks, Sally. This is The Shameless Chef. I recognize a growing trend toward crazy salads. At least that's what you seem to be writing me about. Uh, so today, I have another in the long line of crazy salads for you. Let us call it SOB salad, and I'll tell you why. Perhaps the world is growing tired of the usual iceberg lettuce wedge doused with bottle dressing and traveling under the disgusting disguise of salad. Perhaps the proliferation of salad bars in the better restaurants has given people the idea that salads can be combined of lots of crazy things like alfalfa sprouts. But whatever the reason, every time I emit a recipe for a salad that's on the crazy side, as they say on the airwaves, we get letters. So here's another creation that comes from a lady whom I shall call simply Sharon, because that's her name. She asked me if I knew about SOB salad. Well, I opined that I, I knew what the initials represented, but I wondered why the salad was called that. And Sharon explained that when people first tasted it, they invariably said, SOB, that's some salad. <laughs> well, first of all, the dressing. It's simple. You can pick up on it without a recipe. It consists of sour cream, sugar and vinegar, some horseradish, dry mustard, and a dash of salt. Got it? Well, drop me a line here at the station, and I'll send you the complete recipe. It's that basic sour cream dressing. Okay, you've got the dressing. Now add to it a lot of fresh spinach, a package of cottage cheese, and ready, half cup of pecans. Crazy, yes? It's another variation on the classic spinach salad, which has been for years my favorite, salad green, with the possible exception of Belgian endive, which isn't readily available in the markets. Also, you know, the addition of nuts is not new to me as a salad ingredient, having discovered macadamia nuts are a great salad addition years ago. But SOB salad, with a combination of flavors and textures and colors of fresh spinach, pecans, and cottage cheese is, well, crazy. Don't feel hesitant about writing me here at the station, either to ask for a recipe or to send one along you would like to share with others. Someday we'll have a contest of crazy salads to determine which is the craziest of the salad nuts cooks. This is Michael A. Davenport, and I am the craziest. I'm also an SOB. There will be more stories from The Shameless Chef after this break. Thanks to Chef Taffy Elrod for sponsoring this episode. Chef Elrod is a professional chef, cooking instructor, food writer, and former restaurant owner with over 20 years of experience in the food industry. She empowers people to cook the food that makes them feel good. She can help guide you in developing recipes, products, and programs that meet your specific needs and goals. 
Learn more about her cooking classes and services at cheftaffyelrod.com. That's chef, T-A-F-F-Y-E-L-R-O-D.com. Welcome back to The Shameless Chef. Let's start a club, shall we? The Crazy Salad Club. It seems that every time I hold forth with some sort of crazy salad, you take pen in hand and ask for the recipe. Well, it's that time again. There is a way to stomp out the lettuce wedge salad school. We do it with another crazy salad. One of my favorites, uh, here I go again, I don't really have any one or any number of favorite salads. I happen to like them all. Uh, aside from the aforementioned wedge of iceberg lettuce with something disgustingly commercial poured over it. And now, now I have no wish to offend those great food companies that manufacture bottled dressings. Most of them are good and some are astonishing and I keep several varieties in my fridge, although I do fiddle a bit with them, you know, a little garlic, some ginger. But I mean, the regular commercial restaurant variety of salad dressing. That's a salad? Well, anyway, far and away from all the customary salad, here's one that's a complete meal, if you feel so inclined, and uh, I, for one, do. It's made with tuna, like the classic salad niçoise, but with a West Coast overtone. Now, I'll not try to give you the complete recipe, but if you invest in a postcard and a stamp and send it here at the station, it'll pay off with the complete instructions. But now, let's take a listen to the ingredients. Now, on the bottom of the whole thing is a salad greens natch, and on top of that are tomatoes cut in half. On top of the tomatoes is a mixture of the following. Canned tuna, chopped green onion, diced celery, some garlic. Ah, the flavor elements. They consist of toasted sesame seed, Dijon-style mustard, a little sugar, oil, and red wine vinegar. Now, if you're thinking that's your basic stuffed tomato salad, just wait till you try it. The wallop of the Dijon mustard, the, the, the crunch of the toasted sesame seeds, makes all the difference. Oh, there's a variation, too. You can add some chopped green chilies, jalapeno, some cumin. You've got a completely different flavor. If you want the specific recipes, ask for the Pacific tuna salad or the Latin tuna salad recipe, and you'll have it post-haste. They both involve tuna. By the way, I learned recently there is no difference in the calorie count between tuna that's packed in oil and tuna packed in water. If you just drain off the oil and don't eat it, no calories. Get it? Michael A. Davenport here, a president of this newly organized club, the Crazy Salad Association. Unite, salad lovers, we have nothing to lose and only satisfaction to be gained. Let's talk about cucumbers. I don't know why, except that it's crazy salad time and cucumbers come to mind. Besides, they're wonderful for a lot more things than sliced into salads or are pickled to make, well, pickles. <laughs> this is The Shameless Chef. I guess if you have to be a freak about anything, cucumbers are as good as anything else. And what's more, they're legal. Cucumbers are almost always in the produce department of any store you go into. And almost anybody who gets that farmer-in-the-dell impulse in the spring invariably plants cucumbers in the early part of the season and spends the rest of the summer trying to give them away. They are prolific, and they are delicious. And because it's crazy salad time, I'd like to suggest the only kind of salad that I've ever encountered that's part of Chinese cuisine, made coincidentally of cucumbers. Oh, uh, one thought in passing. One thing we all remember about cucumbers is that they are, when we eat them, remembered. Hmm? There's a way to take away that reminiscent quality that cucumbers have, keep them from coming back like a song. Uh, you peel, seed, and slice them, hmm? lengthwise or in discs. 
Put them in a bowl, sprinkle them liberally with salt, preferably kosher salt or coarse ground like sea salt. Cover them, let them sit in the fridge for a few hours or even overnight, say. The salt causes the cukes to weep. Then you drain off the moisture and you continue with whatever you're going to do with the cucumbers. And when you eat them, they will not haunt your digestive tract thereafter. Okay, now for this edition of Crazy Salad. Prepare the cucumbers, as I said, and let them marinate in equal parts of soy sauce, bland vegetable oil, and vinegar. That's all. Now, this is one instance when the vinegar need not be the wine variety, and the oil shouldn't be olive oil. Peanut oil will do, vegetable oil, or sesame oil, which is nifty for a lot of things. And if you can get oil with toasted sesame seeds... Now, made from the toasted sesame. You can find it in your local oriental shop. Get it. Better still. And that's all. That's all there is to it. Like any other salad, this cucumber number should be as cold as possible. Now, if you feel slightly outrageous, sprinkle the salad with coarsely ground peanuts. One other way to cook cukes, ah, surprise, uh, cook, is not as a salad at all. Cook it as a, as a vegetable dish. You saute them very lightly in butter with some garlic until they just begin to get transparent. And they're great, mainly because they're surprising. Cucumbers go nicely in a ham casserole yet. Uh, this is Michael A. Davenport, the shameless chef. Not crazy enough for you? Bon appetit. Please subscribe to The Shameless Chef wherever you get your podcasts. The voice you heard throughout this episode was Michael Davenport, the host of The Shameless Chef who unfortunately passed in 1985, but lived a truly vibrant life. The Shameless Chef is produced by Dylan Hoyer and me, Mike Schreiber, with podcast development and additional production by Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is Matt Patterson. The original theme song for The Shameless Chef was composed by Chip Davis. Armin Spengen composed the theme music for this podcast. The Shameless Chef is powered by Simplecast. The Shameless Chef is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.